Thank you for listening to the South Metro Ministries podcast. We hope it's been a blessing to you wherever you are. For more information about South Metro Ministries, please visit smmcog.com.
For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. 
Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. Mary learned that she was going to have a baby by God's Holy Spirit. Joseph was confounded. And while thinking about this, an angel from the Lord came to him in a dream. The angel said, Joseph, the baby that Mary will have is from the Holy Spirit. Go ahead and marry her. Then, after her baby is born, Name him Jesus, 
because he will save his people from their sins. Precious light in Bethlehem shines for you and for me. Darkness can no more condemn. His love is all I see. His love is all.
So the Lord's promise came true, just as the prophet had said. 
a virgin will have a baby boy, and he will be called Emmanuel, which means God is with us.
God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Behold, what manner of love that the Father has lavished upon us that we should be called sons of God. God is love, and he has sent his one and only Son to free us from Satan's power, to save us from the tyranny of sin, and to make us his dwelling. Rejoice, for Jesus, our Emmanuel, brings good news of great joy, which shall be to all people. Open the manger of your heart and receive the free gift of God's amazing love and let the miracle of Jesus be born in you today.
everybody. Everybody to your feet. Come on, put your hands together one more time. Do it. Do it really deliberately. Because we are all amazed by His love. Thank you, Jesus. Remain standing, and I'm going to afford the choir to transition for a moment to let them step down, and I'll spend just a few moments with you for the remainder of time we have, but brief, with another thought that I trust the Holy Spirit will just build on what was already given. But I, I need to say a special thank you to Pastor Chad, our leader of our ministry, and while he's playing, I want you to celebrate, celebrate God's gift in him. Thank the Lord. And we do appreciate, Pastor Chad, the passion, the excellence that you bring to us. And then this choir, I will, I will think about, yeah. Go ahead. Come on, somebody. Yeah. Wow. Personally, and I know on behalf of the church, you gave a lot of hours before today. You gave a lot of hours in rehearsal and practice. You've done things that to change your schedule. Somebody's watching the kids and you don't even know where they are, you know. Yeah. Uh, and you've just, you, you, you are anointed. You are wonderfully anointed. You make us just sit in heavenly places. And I know that my Christmas is far better from having worshipped the Lord under this kind of anointing. And, and so we thank God for you too. And we, and we thank God for our children. They had to exit because we do that. But thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Man, I, I feel so moved and compassionate and want to be so giving. I'm going to give Pastor Chad the evening off and y'all can, as they exit, bow with me for prayer. Matter of fact, point your hands in this direction. Again, I'm not going to be extemporaneous and lengthy. I'm not going to capitalize on your day. I just have a moment in the Word with you. Father, come on, pray with me, everybody. Lord, let us not lose this amazing love by being mesmerized by things that are material and temporal only to, for it to let us down your love never lets us down say amen somebody right now if you need a healing from God I want you to claim it in Jesus name if you need a healing for your mind for your body you know somebody need a healing everybody pray with me now for healing in the name of Jesus Somebody's in a nursing home. Somebody's in rehab. Somebody's in a hospice. Somebody's at home. Somebody's just come out of surgery. Lord, they sang to us this morning that your gift is a gift of healing. Say amen, church. And your gift is a gift, O oh God, of, of, of mending up the brokenhearted. And so I pray today, Father, I pray even right now for those who need a, your intervention in finances. Could somebody say amen? I pray that you would do that special work, O oh God, and in our minds. Let angels still dwell among us. Let the Holy Spirit inspire us now. And let us never be distracted from the greatest gift of all, the gift of Jesus. Amen? Amen, as you're seated. I just need to draw your attention just to one verse, 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 15, 8. Words. This is about gifts. They sang about gifts. Last Sunday I spoke to you about the gifts of Christmas. And it's continued in my mind this week where Paul, the apostle, says about God's gift 
to the world through his son Jesus. But thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. What does a gift have to be to be indescribable? Have you ever received an indescribable gift? Would it, would it be a gift that you open up, this indescribable, and you look at it and you say, this is just beautiful. It is something I've wanted all my life. What is it? You've had that? Indescribable. Or would an indescribable gift be the gift that carries a lot of feelings and emotions? A gift that was given to you by someone very special. It was a complete surprise to you. And when you were given this gift and you open it and you sew it, it just stirred up a lot of things in you that were good and wonderful and positive. And that could be described as an indescribable gift, right? Or have you ever received a gift that you cared so little about? That words can describe it. <laughs> Some years ago, in Good Morning America, one of the hostess of Good Morning America's uh, show was this person by the name of Joan London. And it was Christmas time, and so Joan London uh, selected to lift up some gifts around that season that could be described as indescribable gifts. One of those gifts was an automobile, a, a car, a, a Jaguar. And because they're so expensive, you probably should learn to pronounce them accurately, and I probably didn't. For me, since I'm just a commonist, a Jaguar. But I think it's for the Jaguar. And, and, and this gift, in order to get this gift, you have to put down an $80,000 deposit at the dealership. They will order it for you. And when it arrives, you will pay the remaining 507000 for a Jaguar 2020. They were only making 250 of them. Shucks, I missed out. $587,000 for a gift. And then Joan London says, there is a car wax that comes along with this gift. Eight ounces of car wax that will bring the brilliance and shine on this Jaguar 220 like nothing else. Eight ounces of car wax at the tune of $3,400. Well, I suppose if you could buy a Jaguar for $587,000, that's peanuts to shine it. She goes on and, and, and talks a little bit about some other indescribable gift, one of which is a 300,000 gold and silver toilet seat inlaid with precious stones. Put the lid on that. Not for me. There's something for everybody. Cheaper indescribable gifts. She mentions an $18,000 frisbee. A $10,000 yo-yo. Well, you'd have to be a yo-yo to buy. $10,000, a $27,000 pair of sunglasses that had to be indescribable. And if you are ooing and aahing at your first grandbaby, and this is your first Christmas with your grandbaby, there is a gift you could purchase that grandbaby. It's a pacifier that you could pay $28,000 for. 
you're like me, just give them candy, chocolate, a lot of chocolate. Such gifts, they stagger our imagination, don't they, church? But they really are not indescribable. Even though we may not be able to find words to describe those kinds of gifts, I assure you the people who made those gifts and the manufacturers who made those gifts, they can pay a lot of money to a lot of advertisers to describe those gifts in the newspaper, in the ad and television, because the objective of them creating these gifts anyhow is to convince you how you do not need to live the rest of your life without a $10,000 yo-yo. So really, all human gifts are describable. And yet Paul comes to us and he speaks to us in the preceding verses of our text about human gifts. Because in this passage preceding this verse, he talks about the church at Corinth willingly receiving an offering for the widows and the orphans and the needy people in Jerusalem. And he gives them thanks. He applauds them for their human gifts in spite of their own difficulty. He's asked for a collection. He's received the collection. And now he's celebrating them for giving human gifts. And he said to them this about giving. He said, He that sows sparingly shall reap sparingly, but he that sows bountifully shall reap bountifully. It still works the same way today. Can I get an amen? If you sow a thimble full, you need not expect a barrel full. You'll just get a thimble full. Can I get a witness here? If you sow grudgingly and reluctantly and sparingly, do not expect for a lot of returns to come. But if you sow bountifully and cheerfully, then God returns to you more than you can even measure. Can I get another amen, church? But then he shifts from his attention from human gifts to the gift of Jesus coming to earth as God's Son. Of course, he is God's Son. And in talking about this gift, and I won't belabor it, he talks about a gift beyond description. And he says, it's hard to describe it, but he says, thanks be unto God for his indescribable gift. And at this time of the year, poets and artists and sculptors and songwriters, they do their best to try to describe God's gift to us. And we love the Christmas songs we heard. And, and the, the, the artists and writers tell us about, oh, little town of Bethlehem, silent night, holy night, joy to the world. One of my favorites is Beautiful Star of Bethlehem. And then, then you see plays and dramas and, and all kinds of ways that people are inspired trying to find a way to describe God. God's gift to us, Jesus Christ, the Son of God. And it's indescribable, Paul says. I I like the way some of the other renditions of of translations give this verse. In in the New Living Translation, it says, this gift is so wonderful, it's too wonderful for words. The message says about this gift of God's Son, Jesus, to us, that no language can praise it enough. Can I get another amen here? And then there is the rendition from the King James Version. Paul says, I give thanks to God for his unspeakable jaw-dropping. I add that gift. And if you've ever received it, you come on and say amen. If you've ever tasted and seen how good God is, I know all hell breaks loose. I know there's violence everywhere. I know the devil comes in like a flood. But if you've ever been born again by the blood of the Lamb, and God's ever given you grace and mercy more than you deserve, when we deserve the death that Jesus suffered, if you've ever truly been washed and cleansed and transformed, you don't have words to speak about it. The Good News translation says his gift is a priceless gift. The Amplified Version said it's so precious, it's precious beyond telling. His indescribable, inexpressible, free gift. 
And Paul says, again, it's indescribable. And I'm going to hurry. What Paul is saying is, I have seen gifts of all kinds, and I must conclude that there is only one that excels them all. I've seen gifts and received gifts, but he says, one that surpasses and bypasses, overshadows, overwhelms, exceeds, eclipses them all. One that outdoes and outshines like no other gift in quality, in character, in nature, in uniqueness, in beauty, in splendor. It's the one unspeakable gift of Jesus Christ our Savior. Applaud him and not me. I'm in a hurry. John 4 and 10 says it's the gift of God. Look at the screen. Jesus met a woman who had five husbands and still unhappy. And she comes to draw water from the well at, outside the city of Samaria. And Jesus said, if you knew the gift of God and who God is and who it is that speaks to you now, you would say, give me a drink. And you should ask him and he would give you living water. Jesus said, wait just a minute, lady, you didn't just come to the well by accident. God had a gift in mind and you in mind with that gift. And if you drink this water, you've got to come back and draw more water by tomorrow if you run out because you'll get thirsty again. But we need the water. Can I get an amen? When you eat dinner today, we would wish that it would be enough before we go to bed. We wouldn't have any more, maybe tomorrow. But, but because the way our body is, we'd have to eat some more dinner or breakfast or something later because it's exhausted. It's gone. Jesus said, I am the gift of God. And when I give you, when, when you drink of living water, you shall never thirst again because out of your belly shall flow an artesian well of living water. It's a spiritual gift. Romans 1 and 11 says, For I long to see you that I may impart to you some spiritual gift so that you may be established. Can I get another amen? Listen, we thank God for gifts that come in boxes with wrapping and bows and all that nice stuff. But for most of us, and I speak for me, what we need more of is not material gifts. We need more gifts of God and the Spirit that are eternal. Can I get an amen? What we need more of is more love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, meekness, faith temperance and and such kind of gifts that have to do with self-control from which there is no law we need the gifts of the spirit so we won't satisfy the lust of our flesh because our flesh will kill us but the oh my god I'm, i'm messing up i can tell your friends may not be impressed but i can't describe the gift so so it's a gift of grace, Romans 5.15, the New Living Translation. But there is a great difference between Adam's sin and God's gracious gift. For the sin of this one man, Adam, brought death to many. But even go, tell your friend, he, he kind of goes off sometimes. Whew. But even greater is God's Wonderful grace and His gift of forgiveness. Everybody say forgiveness. His gift of forgiveness to many through this one man, Jesus Christ. The devil took one man by the name of Adam and said, I'm going to curse all of creation. The first man, Adam, I'm going to mess up God's plan. But there came a second man, 
Adam sinned and threw everybody into a whirlwind on their way to hell. But 2,000 years ago, outside of Jerusalem, in a little village called Bethlehem, God came forth in the person of Emmanuel, Jesus Christ. And through Jesus Christ, 33 and a half years later, He hung on a cross, crucified, so that through one man, we might have life and life everlasting. If you have it, give the Lord some thanks here, somebody. It's a free gift. Romans 5.16, and the result of God's gracious gift is very different from the result of that one man's sin. For Adam's sin led to condemnation. But God's free gift leads to our being made right with God, even though we are guilty of many sins. Say amen, somebody. Oh, free gift. Most things are not free. If they advertise on the free, you know, we'll give you a free month of cable TV. But you've got to sign up for a month paid before you get that free month. Okay. okay. Most things are not free. They're disguised and free. But God's gift is indescribable and it is really free. Frees you from sin, frees you from hate, frees you from bitterness, frees you from strife, frees you from lust, frees you from envy, frees you to be a child of the King, shining as a bright light. It's a gift of righteousness for the sin. Verse 17, Romans 5. For the sin of this one man, Adam, caused death to rule over many. But even greater is God's wonderful gift and His righteous gift of righteousness. For all who receive it will live in triumph over sin and death through this one man, Jesus Christ. Everybody say righteousness. It's more than that. It's a gift of eternal life. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life. Uh, hear me. Sin will cost you a lot. The wages of sin. Sin will take you further than you want to go. Keep you longer than you want to stay. And cost you more than you're willing to pay. The wages of sin is death. Paul wasn't mixing words. He wasn't saying the wages of sin is a little flirtatious spirit for once in a while and you'll be okay and recover. He wasn't saying the wages of sin is a, a little injury to your reputation, a little character ruination there. No, he said you play with fire and you'll be burned. You play with sin and it's death. But the gift of God is eternal life. I'm going to shed this body one day, but I'm going to have a blue, glorified, immortal, incorruptible body. I'm telling you, eternal life. Mary Ball, we did her service in Snellville this past Thursday. She was 81 years old. And she now has inherited an incorruptible, immortal... Oh, my. Alan, just go on, man. You're the only one excited. Hebrews, <laughs> Hebrews 6 and 4 says it's a heavenly gift. For it is impossible for those who were once enlightened, meaning born again, saved by the grace of God, impossible for those who once enlightened and have tasted the heavenly gift... And become partakers of the Holy Spirit. And he's talking about falling away here. But he was describing this heavenly gift. 
earthly gifts are going to rust, corrode, need to be replaced, sent back, stand in line to be returned because some gifts will fail you. All earthly gifts will fade. But the Bible says, do not lay up your treasures on earth where moth and rust corrupt and destroy, but lay up your treasures in heaven. Uh, 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 the good and perfect gift. This indescribable gift, James says in James 1.17, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. And it comes down from the Father of lights in whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. So, so let me see if I can wrap it up. Somebody say he's good. No, he's better good. Jesus is. Somebody say Jesus is better. No, he's better than better. Somebody think Jesus is great. No, he's greater than great. Because earthly treasures can't even compare if, if you've tasted and seen them. He's more precious than silver. He's more costly than gold. He's more dazzling than diamonds. He's more stunning than rubies. And he is more beautiful than pearls. Earthly treasures can't compare. Let me hurry. Earthly assessments, evaluating of things, assessments, assessments can't Value Jesus like he should be. He's worth more than hundreds. He's greater than thousands. He exceeds billions. He is beyond billions. He surpasses trillions and quadrillions and quintillions and sextillions. And I'm about out of illions, but you know what I'm talking about. This is Jesus. He, human wisdom can't explain him. Philosophy cannot decipher him. To him one day Socrates is going to have to bow. To him one day Aristotle is going to have to bow and Plato is going to have to bow. To him one day Confucius is going to have to bow. One day Einstein is going to have to bow down to him. Celebrities of all kinds, actors and actresses are going to bow down one day. Come on, help me hear somebody. Governments and kingdoms, the Bible says, at the name of Jesus one day. Every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that he is Lord to the glory of the Father. No, no, human wisdom can't explain him. Uh, religion can't even reveal him. We try. Human thoughts cannot conceive him. Human psychology cannot analyze him. Mathematics cannot calculate him. And computers cannot compute him. Explorers cannot discover him. He is the ultimate adventure, the supreme thriller, the most exciting and amazing and astounding and astonishing and startling and remarkable, wonderful, indescribable, awesome gift of God. That's Jesus. Uh, <laughs> he's a gift that just keeps on giving. He gives help to the helpless. Is that you? He gives hope to the hopeless. He gives health to the sick. He gives peace to the troubled. He gives tranquility to the uneasy. He gives strength to the weak. He gives blessings to the meek. He gives comfort to the mournful. He gives joy to the sorrowful. 
He gives food to the hungry and He gives water to the thirsty. He gives rest for the weary. He gives love for the unlovely. He gives encouragement for the discouraged. He gives life for the fallen. He delivers the oppressed. He comforts the grieving. He is the lily of the valley. He is the bright and morning star. He is the rose of Sharon. He is joy unspeakable and full of glory. He is the first and the last. And he who was and is and is to come. No kingdom is greater. No power is more powerful. He is the son of God. Emmanuel. God with us. Clap your hands and thank God for him. Stand up, everybody, please. Put the last slide on the screen and put it all. <laughs> wow. He is Lord. So, we all are responding to this gift whether intentional or unintentional how we live how we talk how we behave how we conduct ourselves is a response to this gift we believe in the gift it changes our lives we accept the gift and that's where the change comes in. We open the gift and let it shine in our lives. You ever had a gift given to you and you thought it was too nice, you need to put it away for a while? Because it's too nice to get into right now. Four years go by and you forgot you. You were so excited, you wanted to hide it and you forgot you had it. Not with the gift of the Lord. Embrace the gift. Testify of the gift. Share the gift. Thank God for the gift. One of, one of the victims of Sandy Hook Elementary School, child, of course there were 20 of them. The first interview, and Valerie brought it to my attention, of a parent, while I don't recall the name of the child, and that is as it should be until it's appropriate. The male parent, father, is a medical doctor. His daughter, six years old, has gone down. They just moved to recently, eight months ago, to Newtown, Connecticut. And he is a pediatrician doctor, evidently because of the description of working with children. A trembling voice, tears in his eyes. He gives an indescribable gift. He says, I want to comfort all the other families. And I want to extend my love and prayers for the other 19 and then the other six were adults. And he takes but a moment and he, he just lets his heart melt. And then he goes and gives it even a greater unmeasurable token. When he says, for the killer and for his mother 
I do not know what that family that remains, as a brother and a father that remains and others, I don't know what they're going through. I don't know what their families are going through. I want to offer love and prayers. You can't do that without something right in this heart and head called Jesus. Bow your heads, would you please? And so, Father, as we close today, maybe we should reevaluate. Maybe we should do it now. If we're going to give the gift of love, do it now. And if we're going to give the gift of forgiveness, do it now. And if we're going to ask for forgiveness, let us do it now.